Hello, End Zone Podcast listeners. This is uh, Eric Jensen, the uh, the host of said podcast. I always do these so terribly when I have to talk on my own. I am blessed by great co-hosts that join me each and every week and give me time out of their busy schedules to talk about the NFL and football and everything that's fun like that. So uh, a big thanks to them. You're going to hear from two of them uh jake and brock later tonight hopefully we're we're trying we're in negotiations uh to get brad and mason back on and uh yb's out there doing some some actual work at desk job out in uh out in south korea so shout out to all those guys as well wanted to explain really quickly uh no week one podcast been going through some stuff uh you know i i don't know if that is you know comes through on the podcast i try not to let it i'm not a big um personal life uh share on the podcast type guy i I like to keep things more in in in, uh closer to the vest and with close friends but i've been going through some stuff the past uh few months and i just wanted to apologize for not having a podcast out one, it was big regret. The football was bad. Let's let's say that. Let's be fair. The football was bad, but uh, some days, uh, the depression won that day. And uh, you know, it's 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 tough. You don't you don't want to let those days happen too much. So I'm happy to be back this week. Expect us to be back pretty much regularly like this on Wednesdays for rest of the way with a few surprise episodes here and there sprinkled in throughout the season. We will take a bye week, that as is tradition. We will take one scheduled bye week. I haven't figured out when that is yet, but probably sometime late October we'll take our bye before we get into the stretch run in November. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for sticking with me. I know that not a lot of people listen to this, but if you would do, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, take care of yourselves. Mental health is important. Seek help. Take days off if you need to. And uh, keep on chugging because things things do get better. And I'm slowly learning that. And uh, I'm I'm slowly, uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful to be surrounded by a great support system. So anyways, not to be too sappy, but just wanted to explain why no podcast in week one. All right, with that, let's get into the show. Welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen, joined by two newish friends that are now a uh, second time guests on this podcast and hopefully regular fixtures yet again. I think uh, some of our old crew are going to get involved next week and hopefully we can do a little mixing and matching once we get into uh, the deeper weeks of the season. Fellas, it is, it's a, it's a marathon. I, uh, I kind of, uh, I got through Sunday. I got through Monday Night Football this week, uh, which wasn't a lot of fun to watch. Um, and uh, I suddenly uh, came to the realization that, man, we've got like 16 more weeks of this. Like that's 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 pretty cool. It does feel like there's been a lot of football already, but for the first time in a long time, I'm not. I'm not. I worked just for a little background for you two i worked in sports radio for a while throughout college and uh so football season was always i love football still but it was always just a grind and a slog and a lot of you know six day work weeks and staying in up until an ungodly hour at on saturday and then getting up at an ungodly early morning on uh sunday but yeah, man, football season is long. Like I just kind of c- came to that realization. How are you two doing, Brock and uh, Jake? Well, welcome to the show. As you can tell, this is the part I'm worst at is uh, is the beginnings because I, I I have a tendency to talk for a while. So I'm gonna shut up now. Yeah, um, my team lost twice. 
so far. So yeah, it's already a long football season, but it's okay. We 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 press on. Uh, being a Dallas fan is kind of like a honeymoon phase. In the beginning of the season's honeymoon phase, so I'm just enjoying it while it lasts until we get to that you know wild card or divisional game <laughs> knockout. Yeah, I mean that two very different perspectives. So here's what we're going to do today, boys. We're going to open up the old, uh, not deep enough in the season to break out segments yet, but here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break out some week two takes. We've seen two Sundays of football. What do we think we know about the NFL at this point? Uh, very little is, would be my guess. I figured we'd go around share. I know one concrete thing. Or share sure. one share one or two things that we believe uh, we know about the NFL. Uh, then we'll go back to the week that was week two. Talk about probably uh, I'll allow us each to nominate a game we want to go more in depth in uh, as far as the game of the week. And then uh, week three, we'll look ahead, uh, take mm. a peek at what is to come. So I'll start with you, Jake. I'm interested to know, you know, Dallas Cowboys fan, you guys are started off 2-0. The defense looks tremendous. Dak, despite the haters saying that that Dak game against the Jets was a bad Dak game, which I, I don't know. I don't really understand that take. I thought he played extremely well given the circumstances. Sure, he didn't light up the scoreboard, but he did a very good job against a very good defense. What is your biggest takeaway just in general, from watching football through two weeks thus far? Um, you know, the big first few weeks of the NFL season, either everyone's an expert or everyone's got it, you know, the team's figured out, and then it all completely changes. I mean, my biggest thing is how down people are on Joe Burrow and the Bengals being 0-2. Well, I mean, uh, you know, super close to 1-1. One one. I have zero... Uh, uh, I, I I'm not worried at all about the Bengals. Um, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. No, no problem. Um, as far as Dallas goes, uh, I'm just looking forward to possibly an NFC championship preview in week five with the Niners. I mean, that's got to be the biggest game of the first half of the season. So, uh, I, you know, Cardinals, Jets, Giants, who cares? Let's see that Niners game. That's the one I'm worried about. I mean, it, it is it is worth pointing out that the Cowboys need to play a real opponent at some point. That is true. But they, they have they looked played. their defense has looked otherworldly. So which is how you would expect a, a league leading defense to look against, you know, mediocre competition. Well, yeah, pretty you know, before the season started, the Giants were estimated to win the NFC. You know, or be right behind the Eagles. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the Giants were looked at as like a juggernaut before the season started, just on paper. They really thought that it was going to be their breakout year. And they got shut down. I think that was more of the Giants' problems than the Cowboys' success. But then they go up against the Jets, which is like a top three, top five defense. And Dak, to his credit, didn't mess up. He could have. He should have had a pick, honestly. But he did just enough. I, I so the the defense didn't have to pull him out of a hole yet. Now we'll see when we start playing harder competition, which ain't going to happen this week, honestly. It's Cardinals, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe in uh against the Niners or so. I I'm impressed with the Cowboys. Of course, I think if if you had to make a pick for MVP two weeks into the season, which of course they don't. Uh, unfortunately, and it'll never be this way because it's such a quarterback league. Micah Parsons, I think, would be my pick two weeks in. I mean, the way he has demolished the game plan for both the Jets and the Giants in back-to-back weeks is truly impressive. I I think he's the clear leader for defensive player of the year right now. TJ Watt, there's a, a case to be made, and Miles Garrett has had a nice start too, sneaky as well, but um. I think Parsons is definitely the guy to keep an eye on in terms of defensive player of the year race and potentially MVP because the numbers he put up against the Jets were absolutely crazy. And and the, the tape he put up was 
even more like I don't think I've ever seen a defensive player in the backfield more quickly than he uh he was. Now granted he had the greatest mismatch of all time, which is Mike Parsons on Mackay Becton, but like still to embarrass a 300 pound professional left tackle like that uh is is quite impressive i i i i still want to see more from the cowboys offense like i know that before they have 40 against the giants but that was defensive scores special team scores like i want to see if they can survive um in a shootout but who knows maybe the defense is just so good that they they they'll never have to live in that world I don't see Dallas offense having to score more than 21, 28 at most in a game, unless it, I mean, <laughs> completely biased here as a Dallas fan, but one thing they do have is defense. And uh, if your defense plays well, your offense doesn't have to do a whole lot. It kind of reminds me of like a the Seattle, like a Legion of Boom. Offense didn't have to go off because the defense held the opponent so low. Yeah. I want to go back to your Bengals take and uh and disagree a little bit. I'm worried purely because of Joe Burrow's health. It sounds like this calf injury has come back and is nagging him. The press in Cincinnati are speculating that there's a chance the team shuts him down and could put him on IR, which I think would be a smart decision on their part, especially because of they're not playing for September. They're playing for November right now. Um, but that that's where my concern lies. I think the Bengals always start slow. I don't think that's an issue. I think if Joe Burrow was completely healthy, they'd probably have a great game within the next two or three weeks here and they'd be fine again. But it, it does it it does worry me that the reports keep surfacing that his calf is just not right. And you know, we've we've seen what's happened with Aaron Rodgers, week one with the Achilles, and now the Jets season is in limbo. I'm just I'd be really worried if I were a Bengals fan. And I'd I'd be advocating if I were a Bengals fan to shut down Joe Burrow for a few weeks. I know they have terrible backups, but I, I'd be more confident with starting oh oh and four or oh and five with joe burrow coming back and saying hey joe burrow go win 11 straight games i'd be more confident in that than asking him not to further re-aggravate this calf injury over the next few weeks and really put them in a spot where he's done for the season and then they're a, a what without him to be honest a, a four win four five win team at most like uh i uh I, I, I do see the concern for the Bengals, and I think it's warranted. Jets season in limbo? What? Come on. They said Rodgers be back by playoffs. They just, <laughs> you know, keep, you know, failing to mention that they got to make the playoffs first. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just wouldn't count Joe Burrow yet, out yet. We'll, we'll see what he does. Brock? We only know one thing about the football season through two weeks. And it's that the that Monday night football is cosplaying as the Grim Reaper of the NFL. First Aaron Rodgers and then Nick Chubb. And to dovetail off of what you guys were saying about the Bengals, guess when the Bengals play next? Monday night. Monday night football. Now, I don't believe in superstition, but I'm just saying. I sense a pattern that I don't like that's forming. I mean, that, I mean, how you could not have cooked up a worse scenario for a Jets fan than what happened Monday night. And then I don't know if you guys saw on the internet, like the actual footage of what actually happened to Nick Chubb's knee, but it is gruesome. And I, I, I feel for the guy and like, I, I we're only two weeks into the season. We already have two, you know, two major injuries in, in, you know, prime time. Um, you know, I don't know if this is a result of, of, you know, guys not, you know, playing in the preseason or it's just luck of the draw or what have you, but Monday night's been tough, <laughs> tough so far. Yeah. Monday night has been tough. I mean, but, but okay. Let me, 
ask you this question here, Brock. Of those two injuries, Aaron Rodgers now out for the year for the Jets, Nick Chubb out for the year for the Browns. Which one of those is the more impactful injury? I mean, it's definitely Aaron Rodgers, um, for sure. Even even if the Browns didn't sign Cream Hunt, which they did today, um, they signed him to a. I think they signed him to a one year deal. Um, so, you know, they have at least bolstered their running back uh, core with with that. Um, and you know, Nick Chubb is is you know better, I think, than Cream Hunt. But still, Cream Hunt can definitely, you know, make things happen. The Jets were putting everything on Aaron Rodgers. Everything. He was the solution. He was the the prompt the one who was promised, for lack of a better term. It's it it immediately t- sends them from you know definitely probably you know winning their division to, you know if if they don't win every game they can latch their hands on. There's no way they're making the playoffs, and you know, they find themselves right back in the situation of having to rely on Zach Wilson to j- do just enough to let their, you know, elite defense win the game for them, which you just can't count on. Yeah, I, that, that is, that's a point. I, I've been thinking about that a lot, though, and like the Nick Chubb injury, like so much of that offense in Cleveland was just set around the fact that if Deshaun Watson truly has regressed and is a worse quarterback now, they would at least have a phenomenal run game and a great defense. And now you look at it, and I, I'm not a person that I think – one of my hotter takes right now is that I, I'm not quite with the on-field play slander of Deshaun Watson quite yet. I think he's been fine. I don't think he's been elite or what he, he hasn't was. been 200 plus million guaranteed is what he hasn't been. No, he hasn't played up to the contract for sure, but he hasn't played like aside from one really terrible interception in week one, like the pick last night was not on him. The receiver just doesn't catch the ball. Like I, I still worry though, because he hasn't played like a quarterback that can carry that team. And it just feels like the Brown season is also kind of doomed. That, that, that that's the other big takeaway I have is we, we came into the season really hyping up the AFC North. I feel like, and they, the division might just not be very good um, again or house several mediocre teams, which it appears the Steelers are, are one of and the Browns I would classify as another. And who knows with the Bengals. And right now it's just hope Lamar doesn't get hurt and slowly improve your offense every week. And I feel like Baltimore is going to run away with this thing. I I, I don't. I don't find this division particularly competitive anymore with, with the Chubb injury. I don't know if that's just me or not. I think though, I think from a running perspective, they'll be fine. I, I think Kareem Hunt is better than average from a running back perspective, not Nick Chubb, but he's at least better than average. So I, I think from a running standpoint, they'll be fine. It's whether it's always been whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to actually play like the contract he was given. All right, Jake, give me another thought on uh, on uh, what we've learned through about two weeks of the NFL season. I I think week three is a put up or shut up week. Looking at the amount of two and O teams versus O and two teams or O and two versus O and two, this is the this is the week where it's going to be all right. We're turning our season around. You know, they always showed that statistic. The amount of teams that are 0-2 that make it to the playoffs is like, you know, hardly any. So this is the week because it has happened before. And we're going to see either the teams that have only played bad teams like Dallas or somebody or the teams that have played good teams and just took a couple close losses, maybe like the Chargers. um, We're going to see what happens. There's some good matchups in week three. I'm looking at it right now. It is a stellar week. 
I mean, I the, the Giants are about to get absolutely <laughs> demolished Thursday we, night. We we think we think they're supposed to. There's no to, way. Right? There's supposed no to. way. They just came back <sighs> being down by twenty to a team, which I don't care if you're down it by the Cardinals. 20, if you're down by twenty to a professional football they're, team. They're going from playing the literally probably on paper the worst team in the league to the probably the best team in the league. Yeah, I, I don't know how people came away. That that's something I'd like to focus on for a second. Um I'm not sure. I don't know if you've seen this with national pundits, but a, a few of them came away from that Giants game massively encouraged. I, I don't I don't understand how you could have that sentiment. They they got absolutely dominated by the worst team in football for about three quarters. And then Daniel Jones put together a few nice throws and they kind of eked out a win. I, I think the giants are in real trouble. I, I, I mean, do not, I, mean, I do not win, think they're a very good football team. A win is a win. So, you know, however they came by it, you know, they did win, but they have to play in order. The Niners, the Seahawks, the dolphins and the bills. Now, do you Easy see buddy. a way? Do you see a way they come out of that better than two and two? I don't even think they win oh, two. I think two and two would be incredible. A miracle. It would be a miracle. I I think John I, I and especially now with the Saquon injury as well, and and the fact it looks as if he is going to miss some amount of extended time here. Their running back depth is not great. Matt Breed is not a great running back. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think you can be encouraged that the Giants are better than they were in week one, which was a low bar to clear, but you have to look at who they played for the next four games. And it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. Somebody mad at New York made the Giants and the Jets schedule this year. <laughs> and then, well, uh, yeah, it's, and then I'm, yeah, well, I take pleasure in the fact that the Mets suck uh, personally, but uh, both of the baseball teams are not making the playoffs uh, most likely in New York. At least they got Buffalo. Yeah. The real New York team. Yeah. The only one that's actually in New York. <laughs> That Rams Bengals game. You guys are worried about Monday night injuries. I don't know. You got Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, two and overs, two and oh. I'm just looking at the schedule for week three. Dolphins, Broncos. I, I'm I'm I I almost I want to see what I just actually it doesn't even matter who the Dolphins are playing. I just want to see what Mike McDaniel does every week All with right. his offense. So I, to it doesn't get hurt. So he's I, been fine. So he wasn't even touched, I think, um, in the last game. Yeah, no, he, he definitely wasn't. Um, I loosely plan these. So I think you guys have stumbled onto what we need to do here. We just need to go ahead and talk about some of these week three matchups. We can go back and while we talk about each week three matchup, we can revisit what we think of the teams, what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up the schedule here. Right now, I, I think we have to start with the game of the week, which is clearly, careful. clearly Vikings Chargers. That to me is clearly the, the most not a horrible game. It's not a terrible like, game. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys don't understand. This is a game where these are two average teams at best. Two of very bad defenses. I don't know if we can quite call... The Vikings unsalvageable yet, but the Chargers defense is unsalvageable. Hot take. One of those is going to be in the playoffs. One of those teams. Definitely one Uh, of those teams. Those Vikings and Chargers are actually the same team. They're just geographically separated. They are the same team. Can I, can I tell you guys something? Are we in a safe space? No. Like, no, I I, I know we're not in a safe (laughs) space, but man, I just got to let this out. I'm kind of dumb with the Chargers. Like, I'm a Chargers. I'm a closet Chargers fan. Of course, I want them to do well. Anybody of, but the actual fans of the Chargers are done with the Chargers. So we're just of, talking like this till Joe gets here, right? Yeah. Of, of <laughs> course. Of course, I like the Chargers. And, of course, I'm going to root for the Chargers this week. And, of course, I'll probably bet on the Chargers. But 
I don't believe in the Chargers. Like this, this season is gonna go like this. They're gonna lose a lot of close games. Justin Herbert's not gonna really put it together in the clutch a ton. He's gonna have some games where he lights up the stat sheet. He's gonna have some games where he misses throws and throws into double coverage in overtime, like he did last week. While at the same time lighting up the scoreboard, I might I might add. But they are just <clears throat> they they are not they are not winning more than eight games. They are not winning more than eight or nine games. That like they are not a playoff team. I think they are between seven and nine wins. And I, I I'm just totally out on them. They have the wrong coach and Justin Herbert, you know, you just like to, I love Justin Herbert. I want him to be so good. I'm a Patrick Mahomes hater. But like, what are we doing, dude? He has three really good chances on Sunday to win the game, and he can't lead a touchdown drive on any of them. And at some point, it's like, okay, like some of the blame has to fall on Justin Herbert. I honestly cannot believe I'm saying this, but you know, I I I I stand with Brad, who's on this show sometimes, where the, like the the national just like constant praise fest around justin herbert i'm i'm kind of off of it i i just feel like let's see you actually like put together some good games where you win like you can light up the stat sheet and i know quarterback i know wins aren't a quarterback stat whatever blah 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 blah. let the nerds have their day Uh, you know i respect mina kimes tremendously she knows more about football than i'll ever know but Wins are a quarterback stat. They literally are. Quarterbacks win and lose games in the final seconds if they have the ball in their hands. And Justin Herbert just doesn't win a lot. And I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm I'm slightly falling out of love with this whole, let's just put him in the top five every time we make a quarterback list. I mean, I, I don't agree with the notion that wins are a quarterback stat simply because you can win the game in other ways. Uh, but here's the question. You have to win a game. doesn't matter the reason, but the, the matter of the fact is you have a team, you have to win a game. You have the option of two quarterbacks to start for your team to win this game that you must win. And the options are Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins. Who do you choose? Kirk Cousins. It's a tough uh, a month ago. Here, here's where I'm at, Brock. Nine months ago, I would have told no, no, it would have been further than that. A year ago, I would have said Justin Herbert, no question. But man, if Kirk Cousins hasn't put up an incredible season this year with some really talented weapons around him. I think if you have a good team, I think Kirk Cousins would be the guy I'd go with right now. I, I know Cousins that might always, be, that Kirk Cousins might be, is the, and like Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert are actually kind of the same quarterback. Um, They always do numbers. Yeah. But they may not win the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's an absolutely fair assessment. My big, like my biggest thing is like, what are the Chargers doing at corner? Like, what are the Jar- Chargers truly playing J.C. Jackson for? Like, he might be the most overpaid and overhyped free agent signing of the past two or three years, right? Like, he, he every time you're watching a Chargers game and and there's a big play, he's always, like, way in the bottom corner of the of the screen. Like, he he's not in the right places at the right times. He doesn't cover super well. And he's kind of consistently the guy that people are picking on these days. And also it just, you know, his brother's outclassing him. Like Joey Bosa, when's the last time Joey Bosa had a big game? Like it's, it's tough on that Chargers defense. I don't think Herbert's the Chargers problem. I think he's still way young. He's Mm -hmm. only had a few complete seasons. I think there's, I think it's coaching. Hmm. and maybe a culture thing i think herbert's probably fine i think 10 years from now when he's the age of kirk cousins probably is right now 
he'll have all the talent in the world to take him to the playoffs. It's it's something else going down there in uh, L.A. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think they have the wrong. I think they they need sometimes. You know, I I don't I don't even necessarily think Brandon Staley is a bad coach, but sometimes you're the wrong coach for the wrong team. You know, so I think that I think a change is needed. Um, in uh, in Los Angeles. Okay, I I, I want to challenge that thought a little bit, Brock. You said you don't think Brandon Allen. Uh, oh my God. Why is this happening to me right now? Brandon Allen. That is his Brandon, name. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. You don't think Brandon Staley is necessarily a bad coach. What exactly makes you think that? Because I would say through about a year and a half now, he doesn't manage the game well. He's not a good game manager. He sometimes goes with the analytics, but they have the ball in this game in Titans territory at the 47 or 43, I believe, and they punted. And it's like, what are you doing there? He's not as aggressive as he used to be. And he's supposed to be a defensive coach. And every single year that he has been in Los Angeles, the defense has been one of consistently the worst in the league, statistically speaking. What exactly makes him a good coach at this point? I, I I just I couldn't disagree more with that statement. I think every aspect he has shown himself to just be not very good at his job because even if you struggle with the game management and and things like that, good defensive coaches still typically build good and solid defenses but chargers defense is is never even competitive like it, it it's that's that's where i i come down on it and i i agree that maybe long somewhere down the line justin herbert does have some success but i think the way the chargers are set up right now but i just i don't see i don't i don't see a path forward unless they make some major changes i don't think I don't th- I listen I I I am not setting out to defend Brandon Staley necessarily. I'll all I will say is you don't go over 500 in the National Fo- Football League unless you have some idea of what you're doing. You don't stumble into over 500 and you know however you know you you want to argue it he has been over 500 with the Chargers the past two seasons and we don't know how this season is going to play out yet. So, you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying that he is able to get his team to win games on occasion. And, you know, he wouldn't have been there still after, I think this is his fourth year, fourth or third year. He wouldn't be there still if he wasn't doing something that instilled confidence in the team and in his, and in ownership. But, you know, conversely, I, I guess the Chargers ownership has been slow to fire people. So, you know, maybe... Maybe not. I don't know. I, I I think people like to hate on Brandon Staley just because of the way he makes decisions. Um, and you know, maybe they're right. But I don't think you win as many games as they have, and it's not like they won a ton, but they won enough to go over five hundred and, and compete for a playoff spot. I don't think you win that many games by accident in the NFL. That's all. Hmm. Okay. So, that's Chargers, Vikings. Sorry, sometimes. All right, let's talk about the real game of the week. Real game of the week. The real game of the week. I'm going to tell you right now, the real game of the week, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to eat what I said two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. The game of the week is Lions-Falcons. Okay. I, I'm not willing right. to admit that I'm wrong completely about the Falcons, but I will admit they have won two games, right? One was against the Panthers, who, you know, they're probably one of the worst teams in the league at the moment. Um, but I think they have a they have a interest they do have a legit chance to beat whoever they are playing on a given week. Um they're they they've been scrappy, especially in that Packers game. They're very scrappy. Their quarterback is a problem. 
but I think that's what makes this Lions uh, game so interesting because I think the Falcons defense can do some things. Jared Goff's play falls off significantly when he's under pressure or when he has to throw into tight windows. And um, I want to see what the run game that the Falcons are going to try to run does again. Honestly, I want to see what the run game the Falcons run does against any defense, but I'm interested to see what it does against the Lions. So I, I think this one has a chance to be a scrappy game where it's down to the wire. Maybe we even get an overtime. This will definitely be a really good game. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to get better. Don't they get Corderell Patterson back here pretty soon? Another running option. I don't think he's been there. I think they match up against the Lions really well. The things that the Falcons do well, the Lions don't handle well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think the Falcons are going to take this one. But it might be close. Yeah, you, I, think the, I think the Lions are a more balanced team than the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons are severely slanted in one direction. Um, so you know, I think the Lions are are more balanced, and if if they stick to a game plan and find a way to contain the Falcons' run, uh, often run based offense, they have a chance. So anyway, I I think this is going to be a really much like the uh, Seahawks Lions game was really good. In week two, this is going to be a similar game, in my opinion. Lions are a weird team because I think on the right day, they have a chance to beat anybody. Yep. So, yeah, this is going to be a good test for the Dan Campbell build, if that makes sense to you guys. Like, Dan Campbell built this team to, like, be a football team, like a a football guy's football team that's, like, tough, and big and stops for run and he is going against a team that all they want to do is just be tough and big and run it down your throat and i think we're going to find out very quickly if the lions are an actual defense or not because i I think i mean they'll if if they're not the falcons will eat them alive on the ground. I, I, I agree with you guys that this is a, a, a fascinating game. I wouldn't call it the game of the week. Personally, oh, this is the game of the week. Uh, personally, I'm a little bit more. You're, 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 you're suggesting that Kirk Cousins and, and the Chargers are, are what America wants to watch. No, I am telling you, you're incorrect. You, you want to watch the kneecap biting lions go up, go up against the, uh, Ground and pound, don't even look in Kyle Pitts' direction. Falcons. That's what that's what America wants to watch. Sneaky, oh. they did throw the ball a little Come bit more week too, but but, <laughs> but but all but but fair points. Okay, I I do have a Falcons take. Sure, you can be down on Desmond Ritter all you want. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Here's I'm not, what I've I mean, America through, is down on Desmond Ritter. Here's what I've learned through two weeks. Uh, and this is really all that matters. Desmond Ritter is a sneaky great runner, and if you throw a on the running... Falcons, that doesn't matter. They already have three great runners. Why do they need May- a fourth one? D- Maybe you don't <laughs> need to pass the ball. Like I think there's a chance okay. that that might be D- the case. Listen, listen. Let me tell you something right now. Okay, the Panthers Falcons game at the end of the first half. Do you know how many? Do you know what Desmond Ritter's stat line was? What it was six for six and like negative 12 yards. Yeah, it was his rushing yards, though. I don't think he ran, but I, <laughs> I, I, I could look at it. And I honestly could have gotten that stat line wrong, but it was something like that. It was like he had completed all of his passes, but he had negative passing yards. That was his stat line. It was something along those lines. I would not be encouraged that Desmond Ritter can run the football on a team that has three guys who are great at running the football. You need Desmond Ritter to be able to pass the football so they don't put eight in the box. <laughs> I think I think there's and better has, games than both the, of those. That has been my take <laughs> about the Falcons this whole time. Now, I've been wrong through two games, but let's see what happens. All right, Jake. Why, why don't you give me your game of the week? Uh, so, you know, honorable mention – Jets Patriots is Belichick going to go zero and three or is Zach Wilson no, going to shock the Patriots? Belichick is going to go into sicko mode. 
yeah <laughs> but my real game of the week is uh eagles versus bucks man brother oh, come on okay. baker brother. mayfield two and oh okay. jalen hurts two and oh okay monday baker night kind of cooked okay oh okay, my okay. proceeding a super bowl rematch Bengals oh. and rams come on that monday's stacked get off work early go home okay, okay, <laughs> get off work okay. early to go watch the bucks <laughs> just lay down in front of the eagles maybe okay maybe I don't think that's fair to say. I don't think it's fair to say the Buccaneers have a chance in this game, but I also don't think it's fair to say that they're going to get absolutely blown out from start to finish because through two weeks, they have shown that is not who they are as a team. And what the Buccaneers do extremely well right now is protect their quarterback. Baker Mayfield has not been under a lot of pressure and you can see it because Baker Mayfield when he, plays against, when he plays against pressure isn't very good. I think they have a great offensive line still. Tristan Wirfs is still there. Like they, They've still got the core of that Tom Brady protecting offensive line. Mike Evans is having a career year. I think this is going to be close. It's a five-point spread I'd take the Buccaneers to cover. I think no this, way. Before this season I, started, it was supposed to be the 2-0 Eagles versus the 0-2 Buccaneers, but somehow it's the 2-0 Eagles versus the 2-0 Buccaneers. Buccaneers' so. defense is good, dude. They're fast. They're scary. They can, they can give this Eagles offense problems. You guys... You guys are smoking something. They played the Vikings and the Bears, and you guys. I thought Kirk Cousins was great. He's better than Herbert. He's second coming. Okay, of- but but you you understand what I'm saying? When the Vikings could lose, could win or lose any game. Okay, you wouldn't disagree with that. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. Yeah, they're One definitely playoff. They're definitely a playoff team, but they can also win or lose any game. Doesn't matter who they're playing. And the Bears, the Bears are not good. So you guys want to stand on the table for the Bucks and say they're going to cover a five-point spread? No Whoa. way. They're I didn't losing. Say cover. <laughs> they're losing. They're losing by more than a touchdown. They're losing by 10, is what I'm saying. The Bucks, the Bucks offensive line hasn't had to face basically the entire the past two years of Georgia Bulldogs um pass rushers, which is what they will be facing come Monday night. You, I mean, you're saying the Bucks defense is good. I, I'm not saying all of the Eagles defense is good, but definitely their pass rush is good. So, yeah, I do not have it. I and okay, let me let me be clear. I am a fan of the Carolina Panthers, and thus I have a, a bias against all NFC South teams. Let me just get that out there. But there is no way, in my opinion, the Bucks are even coming close to winning this game. Yeah, we have the Panthers fans saying the Eagles are going to win. We have the Dallas fans saying the Buccaneers <laughs> are going to win. So, what's the Broncos fan think? <laughs> well, he wins. He thinks it's going to be close. I think it's. I, I do. I do. I, I think it's a closer game than people make it out to be. I. I, no. I mean, it's. All I, right. Get ready for get ready for my smug face after Monday. Hey, I mean, this is our first real disagreement of, uh, <laughs> among this group. But man, yeah, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And uh, I, 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 you know, I, I think covering five is a stretch. I would agree with that. But I think it'll be within a touchdown, at least within a touchdown. Like, I, I think they, I think they are. I think Eagles by 10. I think I think people are are wildly underestimating. <laughs> I think the I think the Eagles that. wake up in in week three and remember that they are in fact superheroes. No, I think he, everyone needs to realize the Eagles are awake, and <laughs> this is what the twenty three Eagles are. Yeah, I mean that's possible. I mean I'm not saying it's not possible. Anything's possible, right? Which is still really good. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about. Let's talk about a really like sicko game really quick here. Uh Texans Jags. <laughs> okay, hear me out on this one. I'm gonna actually keep a pretty close eye on this because Trevor Lawrence did not look great against the Chiefs. It was a pretty bad game by him, honestly. And CJ Stroud, if you're just box score watching has sneaky put up some numbers through two weeks. I 
kind of want to see what they look like against a Jags defense, but I'm still not convinced is good. And I mean, you say yeah, that you're not I, convinced I, they're I, good, but what I mean, what did they just hold the Chiefs to? I mean, Patrick Mahomes like still three or something. But yeah, Patrick that Mahomes game still threw for 300 yards. Sure, but they still they still had a chance of that game in the fourth quarter. I mean, how many teams can say that against the Chiefs? Well, that's nice. because also the Chiefs. <laughs> that's just another take too. I mean, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs, but they used to be. This is just a new team now. They're they're still figuring it out. I'm sorry. Is Patrick Mahomes still there? Is Travis Kelsey still there? He is. is Andy Reid still the head coach? I I said Kelsey was the difference maker. We no, but Matt Nagy is now the <laughs> offensive. Matt Nagy is now the offensive coordinator, and they're they're not perfect. Chiefs are the Chiefs, man. That's my opinion, anyway. Super Bowl or it's I a, don't it's think a failing season. I don't think Trevor Lawrence has played that bad, and uh, I wa- I watched that entire game on Sunday. Um. I do think they had a legit chance to win that game, at least in the third quarter, maybe even in the fourth. Um, I think, you know, I think there were definitely mistakes that that the Jags offense made, but I, I think they definitely have a shot. I mean, I think they definitely win. I think they don't lose to a division rival with a rookie quarterback. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence shows out in this game. It'll be interesting to see. I I kind of want. I haven't watched a ton of CJ Stroud. I kind of I've got NFL Plus. I'm a sicko like that. You know, I I do kind of want to do a game pass deep dive. I'm I'm interested in 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 taking a look at at some condensed games of of him. But yeah, I just think it's an interesting one to keep a, an interesting matchup to keep an eye on as we uh, as we progress. All right, let's let's just talk about some of our teams really quickly here for a second uh Seahawks Panthers first just going back to that Detroit uh Seattle game that was perhaps my favorite Geno Smith game of all time I don't know if you guys uh have had a chance to watch the highlights or if you have a chance to just go back and just watch the highlights of that game on YouTube um incredible talking, talking Gino, to America here all right yeah Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson was held on that last play yeah he that is a fair point. Gino, aside from one really weird play where he scrambled back like 17 yards. I think he legit third. thought he had to take a sack. Like he and, thought he needed to take one. And and took a terrible sack. Played basically the perfect Geno Smith game and uh absolutely demolished Alliance secondary that did a pretty good job of holding Patrick Mahomes in check. He now plays the Carolina Panthers. And I'm sorry, Brock, that we have to get to this moment, but I tweeted this out on Monday night. Not that anyone... Okay, let me tell you how I use X or Twitter these days. Nobody looks at my tweets. I get about 39 views a tweet. Doesn't really matter to me. I just like to throw things out in the void so I can go back to them and see how wildly wrong I was. But one thing I tweeted out on Monday night, and, and tell me if you think, I think it's going to be pretty much impossible to evaluate Bryce Young this year because simply because of the offense he's running and the talent he has around him because schematically they're not doing anything that really works it seems and it it's all pretty slow and vanilla and not really uh, like I've I've been truly unimpressed by what Frank Reich has brought thus far. Uh, I know people like to hype him up a lot, but I think the offense has been really vanilla through two weeks. And two, they they just also don't have anyone fast playing wide receiver, and guys don't don't really get open on that team. I I feel like it it'll be pretty, and, and the offensive line might be terrible. Like. I feel like it's going to be pretty difficult to evaluate Bryce Young based on this year. I don't agree. I think you, we can we can evaluate Bryce Young. Um, but I do agree that the skill position players, specifically the wide receivers, are not getting separation. Will that change? I don't know. In Jonathan Mingo's case, I think it could just because he's a rookie. And, you know, he will undoubt, he could get better, right? Um, I think Bryce Young will 
get better at throwing the deep ball. Thus far, every attempt has been an overthrow. And I think that's just, um, I, I think you can chalk that up to him being a rookie and, you know, not, not, and not being totally in sync with his, his wide receivers. But I have seen things I like out of him, but I've also, you know, seen the mistakes, the two picks uh, against the Falcons, it comes to mind. Um, I'm not as worried about, I shouldn't say I'm not as worried, but like, I still believe the offensive line can figure it out because they did last year. Um, you know, they, they, they played really well last year and, and it's largely a, the same group of guys. So I, I think they'll figure it out. But listen, if you're a Carolina Panther fan and you're like massively upset because we've lost two games, I got you news for you. There wasn't a, a bright chance of, of them winning a ton of games this year, no matter what, even if Adam Thielen still had it, even if the offensive line came in in tip top shape, the fact of the matter is we have a rookie quarterback. And we don't have CMC and we don't have DJ Moore. Um, so, you know, it was always going to be a struggle. So we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I I just, I mean, I, I just feel like it's a really tough position to be in right now. I feel like everyone kind of came in thinking, oh, it could be kind of a surprise, but I, I've I've readjusted my expectation for what the, the, the Panthers could be um okay so here's typically how this goes now we've talked about everything uh i truly you know i haven't um i haven't done it yet you know i haven't quite gotten there yet uh sunday was depressing for me very depressing very sad uh very awful i i just like to let you two know uh as as a fan i am deeply emotionally invested in the teams I root for. Uh, I'm sure it, I'm not saying I'm special, but uh, it legitimately ruins my day when the Broncos lose and to have them lose the way they did last week is infuriating and um, just a, a little bit depressing to know that Oh yeah, no, nothing has really changed. They're still the same team, and they, they are once again doomed. Um, I just don't know how long I'm gonna wait to do the Broncos post mortem. You know, like usually, it, I give it like four or five weeks, but this time around, like, I it might it might not be that much longer. So here's what I'm gonna do. I I just want to open the floor up to both of you. Feel free to you know pile on, ask me anything about the Broncos. Just uh, really get me going here, and I'm sure at some point I will be uh, deeply enraged slash very sad about the current state of affairs of the NFL team I root for because things are bleak. Are are we forking teams? Uh, not week two. Not, not week two. But <laughs> There's a couple. It, I mean, yeah, yeah it does it does kind of feel that way. I mean, I think it's too early to count out Sean Payton. I think it is too late to count out Sean Payton. I think it's <laughs> I think it's not too early to count out Sean Payton because oh, I don't think he has a real quarterback and I don't think he's going to be able to Do you know who the quarterback the was for the Saints um <laughs> the past, you know, the last couple of years that he was the head the head coach of the New Orleans Saints? Yes, yes, I'm aware, but I I He had Jameis Winston and okay, I'm pretty better, sure Trevor Simeon the was there at some point. Better than the current version of Russell Wilson, Jameis we, Winston. I mean, I I feel like career. 2 weeks is not long enough to make that judgment. Russell Wilson I feel like threw we've some had beautiful we, we, balls. He, he, okay, he he threw some beautiful balls. Uh, he also took. Oh, I'll let you guys guess. How many sacks did Russell Wilson take on on Sunday? I mean, Russell Wilson takes sacks. Why are we right? Surprised? No, 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 no. But but like, but like really, like over the snap to sack times. Just take those. a guess. Don't look it up. Just take a guess. <laughs> like what would what would get my reaction like this? How I many? Mean, five, five, four or more. Four know. or more. 
he took seven sacks. He took, <laughs> hey. seven, he took seven sacks on Trying Sunday. Trying to beat Daniel Jones' record. And, and, and like, I'm sorry, but I think something's broken in his brain. This is where I'm at with Russell Wilson because he does have those moments where he still makes the throws and the arm talent's still there. And like, he does think, oh yeah, man, like I'm Russ, like I'm still an elite quarterback, but what he doesn't have anymore and what hasn't clicked in his brain is the way he used to be able to spin out of the pocket and the Arizona highlight where he like out jukes Buda Baker and makes a throw to Tyler Lockett and, and, and he's up forever. He still thinks he can do that. He physically cannot move like that anymore. Listen, we're not and trying I to truly believe that something yeah. in his brain just does not compute his physical limitations with how he plays quarterback. See, you're looking at this incorrectly. This is not about Russell Wilson. This is only about Sean Payton. Okay. So here's the deal. The Broncos could win games, probably will win some games here. Okay. And I'm looking at their schedule. I see five, six wins at least, probably okay, here. Okay, all right, all right, great. Number five wins. <laughs> but here's here's the deal, right? Let's let's talk worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, they only win, you know, five or six games. What does this mean? That means Russell Wilson ain't your quarterback next year. Okay, I don't know why. With everything you've just said, you are unhappy with that. Um, and then on the flip side, Sean Payton gets Russell Wilson to figure it out and they win more than six games and perhaps in that division or in, in, you know, well, they're in the, they're in the AFC. It is a tough uh, conference, but you have one of two options. Either they are as bad as you think they are, in which case Russell Wilson is not your quarterback next year, because this is not about Russell Wilson. It's only about Sean Payton or they're better than you think. And you win some games. Well, I don't know. You're in a position that is not a bad position from my perspective as a fan. You're either getting rid of the quarterback you don't like, or you're actually winning some games. Be my careful. dearest Brock, you don't understand option <laughs> three, which is what usually happens to the Broncos, which is they will start terribly. They will lose two or three more games in a row. They'll bench Russell Wilson. Jared Stidham will come in. Jared Stidham will play just well enough to win That's them. That's just option two. To win them seven games, and then they will be bad enough to miss <laughs> the playoffs, but not good enough to actually get a quarterback. That will help them be competitive in a division with with. You're Patrick you're Holmes missing you're missing the point Herbert. again. That is how this it isn't go. even about getting the number one pick. This is. The, the Broncos right now are only about one person and one person only, and that's Sean Payton. So you you can have whatever record you want. Next year is the year that you will start. Next year is the year where things, the Broncos will actually start, you know, Sean Payton will actually start doing things. Because this year is about, are we going to validate the contract that we gave Russell Wilson with the previous regime? That's the, that's what's happened. This all the season is only about making that decision for the Broncos. That's all it is. I, I don't know if Russell Wilson was ever good. I think it was Pete Carroll doing his <laughs> magic on now Russell that, Wilson. Now there's a hot take. Well, take is Pete down. Carroll's <laughs> taking a uh, garbage Jets failure and turning him into a superstar? Well, seemingly. some people would have you believe that Geno Smith hasn't actually been that bad. Yeah, Geno Smith. Jets fans. Geno Smith is not just Jets fans. Geno Smith had a nice four game stretch to end his Jets career. And a lot of people just remember that. But the start of Geno Smith was really bad. But then he kind of progressed and then he had a long time to sit and learn. And then he came back and he's actually a pretty good quarterback now. So that, that's kind of a Geno Smith career. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is you have to just understand what the season is about. And it's not about Russell, it is about Russell Wilson, but it's really about. Sean Payton trying to make a case for either keeping or getting rid of Russell Wilson. That's the only thing this season is about for the Broncos. See, so you're you, saying you think, you think like a rational human being, Brock. <laughs> I care a <laughs> lot about the Broncos and I want them to win. 
winning is all yeah, that what, really matters. What me. I'm what Come I'm on. outlining here is a path to victory, just not this year. Oh, what Brock's but, saying uh, is we are only <laughs> we're only one season away from Russell Wilson as starting quarterback of the Browns. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's because listen, the Panthers just did it. They traded from nine to one. The Broncos can do that too. And there, it's a good quarterback class next year. You should be rooting for them to suck. Quite honestly, you should be rooting for them to lose games. So I, I don't know why you're upset. To be honest, <laughs> he's trying right. not to sell it too much. He's like, oh man, we we lost again. Dang it. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see, Brock. I appreciate you trying to keep me positive. I'm but, not trying to keep you positive. I'm literally just laying out the facts yes, of the case. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm aware you're laying out facts, but my feelings don't want to align with your facts, you know. His feelings it, don't it, care about my facts. No, my feelings don't care about your facts. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we can get out of here. We covered a lot. This is about an hour, which is what I like it to be. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's Broncos ride. country, let's ride. Before we go. The best we're, part we're of only, that season. We're only two weeks in. I want to ask you both. Which off-season take do you feel the most validated by two weeks into the season? What would you write about the most this off-season? I'll start with you, Jake. Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I can start. Let me start. Let me start so you guys have time to think. The Bears. Not Bears. All off season long, all I heard was the Bears are going to be this incredible offense. Justin Fields can be the second best quarterback in the NFC. Things are going to go so well for us. And they just forgot that they're the Bears. Like, no, it's not going to go well for you. Today, I don't know if you guys saw this, but their uh, defensive yeah. coordinator resigned just out of the blue. No one really knows why. They're being very vague. It sounds like there's some terrible things happening in the <laughs> locker room there. Uh, Justin Fields. Listen, and I've said this from the start. I'm not a Justin Fields hater. I liked him coming out of college. I hope he is good in the NFL. He has played really terribly through two weeks. And it's not really his fault because they should fire their offensive coordinator too, because I don't think I've ever seen an offense where the wide receivers just run into each other in the middle of the field and nothing comes open and there's no space and it's super congested. It literally, if you watch the all 22 clips that are coming out on Twitter of that offense, it looks like, I don't know if either of you have children, but it looks like, you know, when like five-year-olds play soccer and they're all clumped together around the ball and they just kind of run around the ball. And it's just this herd of like kindergartners kicking at each other's shins. That's kind of what the bears offense looks like when they try to run a pass play. And that's not helping. And the fact that the offensive line is also terrible is not helping. Things are not going to get better for the Bears. I think ultimately Justin Fields will not be the quarterback for the Bears long term. It is bad. I kind of knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think it would be this bad, but I feel pretty vindicated. And I, I'm I'm just glad that I no longer will have to listen to people trying to tell me how the Bears are the next big thing in the NFC because they are not they are the Bears. Justin Fields have like slightly worse stats than Trubisky has had through just as many games. Yeah. It's either worse or very close. Yeah. I had a similar opinion of, of the bears, but not because of anything other than I, I didn't, I didn't believe the hype around Justin Fields, but I think they have a chance to get better. I mean, you know, DJ Moore is a dude. Um, So if, if Justin Fields can remember to throw the ball, I think they have a chance to get better. Yeah. 
Um, I think my takes, I re- I don't, I didn't have that many off season takes other than, um, you know, what I said in uh, last time about the Falcons, which that has not come to fruition yet. Uh, but it's a long season. We'll see what happens. Um, I think maybe the only other thing was, you know, I didn't think that I, I thought the Packers had a chance to, you know, be decent. And, and I think thus far, Jordan Love actually has, you know, been a real NFL quarterback and, and with, you know, maybe a higher ceiling than people, uh, had figured. So, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily validated either, but I think through two games, you know, it's not like he's been bad or even only mediocre. I, I think he's been good even. Hmm. Interesting. Jake. Um, yeah, I'm not on the Steelers train. I wasn't on the Steelers train that week one. <laughs> the Kenny Pickett and all that. I think that was overblown. But we have a fantastic week of football. I think it's going to trump week one and two. Oh, this yeah. is just an amazing lineup of games. I think we're going to have so much more to talk about on next Wednesday. Well, it's like uh, you said, it's a make or break for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is when they're going to go up or down. You know, <laughs> the 0-2s, we'll see which ones in, you know, 10 weeks are have a winning record. And we're like, oh, man, could you believe they were 0-2 at one point? Mm-hmm. Bengals. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> and the Vikings will be in the playoffs. <laughs> if the Chargers aren't, the Vikings are. Well, yep. It's got to be one of them. I'm not going to have a playoff without one of those. Wonderful. All right, boys. Thank you so much. This was fun. We'll get together next week, hopefully with some more people as well. Until next time, thank you all very much for listening to the Enzo Podcast. Do follow us on Twitter at EnzoBob. We don't tweet a lot, but I always tweet out the episode, so go check that out. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast feed. You know, if you have friends, family that like football, go ahead, share it. You know, it's always fun. Uh, we understand our audience is below 100 people, but still, maybe one day we'll break 100 people. And that, that'd be a very nice day. Until then, we will see you next week. Peace out.